Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Let's turn our attention to the Olympics because this is one of the great stories. Matty Clark is a 3,000-metre steeplechaser. He punched his ticket to Tokyo in the last couple of days. He joins us. Uh, Matty, congratulations, mate, and thanks for your time. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on, Corndy. What a ride it's been for you. Um, your emotions in the last couple of weeks. So j- just to go through it briefly, you, you, you dropped an absolute bomb a, a few weeks back where you ran a 10-second PB in the 3,000 steeplechase, which put you just point. 6-2 of a second outside automatic qualification for the Olympics. You went again a few days later. You got within 0.16 of the qualifying time. It didn't quite get there. Then you went again on a rainy day in Adelaide and, and just missed out. How's it been? What's the ride been like? Oh, it's, it's been an absolute roller coaster. Like, um, as you said, I, I had to run a huge PB just to even get myself in a in a consideration. And a lot of, a lot of people didn't really think I could do it. So, I went out there, smashed the 10-second PB, missed the auto qualified by what I thought was the finest of margins at the time, but then obviously backed up and found out that you can get actually closer without getting it. So um, that was a roller coaster in itself. And then um, obviously when uh, the, the selection window started closing, I didn't have the automatic time. Um, I, was, I was relying on um, roll-down quota positions, which are basically just the, um, the ranking points in the world where they, they fill the rest of the field and... Um, when they did the initial team selection, I'd finished 46 and they take 45. So I'd missed that one by one place as well. Wow. So then it was literally only with hours to go that, that they, Athletics Australia called me and said, um, someone's pulled out overseas and we have a quota spot for you. So it's, it's been an absolute wild ride last week. That, well, that moment then, uh, when you received that phone call, you, you would have thought all hope was gone and you'd given it everything and the dream was over. So what, what, what were you feeling when you got that news? Yeah, so um, I'd had a bit of communication with Athletics Australia and they said, look, if a quota spot does open up, like it, it can go to you. But obviously, you know, it relies on that quota spot opening up and um, I, was, I was watching it pretty closely and there was obviously no movement really at all. And then um, so when I saw the phone call come in on the last day, I was like, all right, well, here comes the bad news. <laughs> and, um, you know, they asked me, oh, how are you going? I was like, oh, I've been all right. It's obviously been a pretty long week. And he goes, um, well, you better perk yourself up because I've got some good news for you. And I, I just couldn't believe it. Like, I just I just got so emotional. I just melted. I, I couldn't be- I couldn't even comprehend in the moment what had just happened. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing story. So the selection process is interesting in itself. So the other two steeplechases that are going, you're much faster than that. I'm right in saying that your form has been better, but because of perhaps your race selection and the rankings point system and the way that it works, they had the spots ahead of you. Uh, in hindsight, could you have selected your races differently or are you as confused by the selection process as what we are? Um, 
I definitely could have slept. Oh, actually, the, the, one of the steeple chasers going, Ed, Ed Trippers, he, he did actually run the qualifiers. He, he, he has got a slightly better time than me. Right. But yeah, the, um, I am faster than the other Australian, Ben Buckingham, who did initially get selected. And um, basically, yeah, if you don't if you don't run the automatic time, it, you're right, it relies on um, points accumulation, which is a mixture of your performance score and as well the bigger races have high bonus points depending on where you finish. And, and you're right, at, at, at the time we kind of thought, oh, we should be okay staying in Australia and, and getting a few points, but we really underestimated um, how many points were, offer, were on offer in Europe. And actually chatting to my coach after I got selected, he goes, I think we actually did make a mistake. And if I realised how many points there were on offer in Europe, I probably would have sent you over there. Mm. The, the event itself, it's brutal, really. Like, try running 3,000 metres, so 3Ks flat out, but then doing it over hurdles and, and over a water jump. How did you get into steeple? Um, so, three years ago, oh, so four years ago, um, I'd, I'd had a good track season over the 1,500, and um, I'd finished ninth at Nationals in that. And I was having a chat to my coach at the time, Justin Rinaldi, and we were chatting about how I probably didn't have quite enough speed and potential in that to ever make a major team and he goes if, if you want to make it you've either got to go to uh, the 10k or the steeplechase and I just I, I wasn't sure if I really had the the fitness potential to make it in the 10k and I thought maybe if, if I'm lucky and I've got the coordination that to, to make it in the steeplechase that could be the event so I knuckled down did a lot of technical work and um, luckily that that turned out really well had a good season from there and I guess the rest is history. How, how difficult is the event? Like, when do you when do you really start to to feel the pinch? Um, oh, it's it's funny, you know. Sometimes sometimes you have these races. You just like the the first race I had in um, Townsville. Yeah, when you're on, you have an adrenaline rush at times, and you just feel like you can't get tired, and you're just throwing yourself, throwing yourself at it, like pushing yourself faster and faster and faster. You chase, I, I don't think I can get tired, but then. You have other races as well where you don't have that, which is probably the majority of races. And you're definitely hurting at least probably halfway through to a K to go. But luckily, I actually find a steeple is a good distraction. So instead of mm. focusing on the hurt, you're thinking about no, attack the next barrier. You're thinking about your form and technique. And it kind of gives you a little, little small goal throughout the race so you're not focusing on how fatigued and tired you're getting. Matty Clark is an Australian Olympian now. We can say that. He's qualified in the 3,000-metre steeplechase. He'll be heading to Tokyo in what was such a story of persistence. How did you go backing up? So you ran that uh, the 8.22.62. Then you're following a couple of days. I'm not sure exactly how many days after it was. You lowered the time. Then you went again. I mean, you must have recovered pretty well. Yeah, definitely between the first two races, I think I recovered really well. And um, I think it shows that going to the Olympics if I can make it into the final that I've I've got that ability to back up well um, I think three races though and um, so bet- between the second race and the third race I only had a 38 hour turnaround plus travelling into state and I think no, that, I was probably pushing the barrier a bit fine. I was getting a bit desperate at that point and that, and that probably showed in that race being a, mm. a considerably slower than the other races but um, I, was, I was pretty happy yeah, but between the week apart between the first two races I was, I was able to back up really well what does it look like now, mate? What, what, so only weeks away from heading over there. What, what's your schedule look like now? Um, for being selected later, I, in, in, in a way, it almost makes it a bit easier in the sense that you just kind of go into autopilot. So um, the last week's basically just been getting told, all right, get your stuff together because I'm, I'm going to camp tomorrow um, for a holding camp. 
Um, mm -hmm. So I'll be there for two weeks before I fly to Japan via Sydney. And then I fly in a few, uh, three days before my race. I'll do my race and then um, hang around for four days and then fly home and do two weeks quarantine. So it's, it's really just autopilot mode at the moment. It's not much to think about, which is probably nice. The achievement's amazing. Uh, so is it a little bit, I guess, a little bit flattening for all the athletes with those restrictions? So to be an Olympian, to, to only sort of experience four days, to get in, to get out, tested the restrictions that you're under, we all, we all understand it. But does that is that a little bit anticlimactic for you or not? You're just that thrilled to be there. It doesn't matter. Um, look, I can I could definitely see for the vast majority of athletes going probably thinking like that but for me I'm, I'm really looking at it as a blessing I was having a terrible season last year actually I'd only run mm. 8.56 so I'm looking at this as like my, my second chance and um, I wouldn't be here if, if the Olympics went ahead as normal so I'm, I'm kind of pinching myself that I'm, I'm going at all but, but definitely yeah with all the restrictions you know you're missing out on the opening ceremony closing ceremony the whole village is going to be completely different um, it really like fires me up to, to try and push for Paris in three years' time and have, you know, my good friends and family come watch me as well, hopefully. Yeah, well, you're still so young, 21 years of age. You're also a podiatrist at a uh, practice here in Adelaide. Work would have been supportive, no doubt. So you, you're capable of just dropping everything and work and heading to Cairns tomorrow, as you said, and then putting your life on hold for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that my um, employers are really supportive of me. So um, I think not everyone is fortunate to be in a position that their their boss will just say, yep, you can take three weeks of work to, to try and chase a qualifier and then come back for two weeks and then give you five more weeks off work. But, um, you know, they, they've been extremely supportive of me throughout the whole way through and I, I wouldn't have been here without them. You mentioned you, you ran 8.56 last year. That 30 seconds, like, it's, it's massive. We're talking, that's huge margins. What what has been the catalyst for that, to, for such an improvement? Um... There's, there's certainly been a few factors. I think one of the major factors, though, is um, I started working with a, a sports psychologist over here in Adelaide, Chris Hamilton, and mm -hmm. um, he's really just worked on um, ways for me to approach races in a more systematic approach, be less emotional, and try and be a bit more consistent in my racing and um, really look at it as more of like a, a job and a process rather than um, this huge... Uh, emotional event and, and I think that's that's really clicked well for me getting getting the most out of myself and um, as, as well as, as on top of that I, I moved over from Melbourne last year so oh, at, the, at the start of last year so I think just settling into Adelaide a little bit better um, settling into my job settling into like where I live now and kind of finding my own little niche in Adelaide has made me a lot more comfortable to focus on my on my training and racing a lot better. It's an inspirational story, mate. It just goes to show how much being an Olympian means to so many athletes. Um, you never, we well, didn't think it would happen. It did. You so well deserved with it. Um, you're absolutely flying with your running. It's, um, as I said, so well deserved. We appreciate you sharing your story with us this morning. Thanks very much, Cornsey. He's an Olympian now. Matty Clark is his name. Had three cracks in the space of about a week to knock off 0.16 of a second to get the qualifier. Didn't quite get there, but a spot opened up at the last minute, and he was the 45th one to take that, and he's off to Tokyo. That's how much it means.
to a lot of athletes to represent their countries and you can see sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise that's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money you can get what you need now get back on the road safely and pay for it later terms and conditions apply so visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91 why